Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. You need to see what our young people are experiencing and understand that they're in good hands. And so this morning, we're going to be honored and privileged to hear the word from our youth pastor. And what I would love for you to do is take a moment and give a huge, the Bible says you give honor where honor is due, and give a huge welcome to our youth pastor, Woody, and Jesse Burpo. She's not preaching. She's been preaching all day to Woody at home. He's going to preach today. Love you, man. Take your freedom. Give it to him. You guys doing all right this morning? Good, good. Good response. Better response than in the 915 service. They kind of come in a little sleepy sometimes, so you kind of got to get them motivated. So, well, it's an honor and a privilege uh, to be here at Passion, and uh, I don't get it expressed to you guys. I express to my wife and to my leadership team and to the teenagers and stuff, but it's an honor for me to be here, to be the youth pastor at Passion Church. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's an honor to serve underneath Pastor Steve. And uh, if all you ever do is hear him preach, there's a whole lot more to him than just preaching. He's a great preacher, right? Phenomenal preacher, but he's a phenomenal pastor. And uh, I don't believe that I could pick a greater pastor to work under as a youth pastor. And uh, I just honor him and lift him up. And um, I could re-preach. I preached a sermon on uh, authority figures a while back. And uh, I could probably re-preach that, and it would still be good. But this morning, we're going to go in a little bit different direction. So uh, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture out of 1 Samuel chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 12 through 16, and you can open your Bible or you can look up on the screen. This is what it says. It says, Eli's sons were wicked men. They had no regard for the Lord. Now, it was the practice of the priest with the people that whenever anyone offered a sacrifice— and while the meat was being boiled, the servant of the priest would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand. He would plunge it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself whatever the fork brought up. This is how they treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh. Now, this is what they started doing, verse 15. But even before the fat was burned, the servant of the priest would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, Give the priest some meat to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. If the man said to him, let the fat be burned up first and then take whatever you want, whatever you want, the servant would then answer, no, hand it over now. If you don't, I'll take it by force. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you provided your word to give us life, to change us. It is the bread of life, God. I just ask that you would do that today, God. Let us understand this scripture, God, and let this scripture change us. Let us leave this place changed today in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would anoint me, Lord Jesus. Let me be a mouthpiece for you, God. Let me speak only the words that you want to speak through me today, God. Not the words that I want to speak, but the words that you want to speak. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about parasites. I want to start and I want to read a definition of parasite to you. The definition of parasite is a person who receives support or advantage from another without giving any useful or proper 
return. That's what a parasite is. And you understand that this scripture, these boys had taken something that God had given them for provision, and they had turned it into their own little business. You see that they, they had taken what was once a privilege, and they had turned it into a right. In essence, what Eli's sons had done is they had become parasites. They had become people that only took and didn't give back. That's the definition of a parasite, and that's what they did. And um, I, uh, I told Pastor most of the time when he asked me to speak, he asked way in advance. And uh, normally right when he asked me to speak, God just kind of gives me something, just puts something in my spirit, and it just stirs for a long time, and then I preach it to you. But when he asked me to speak this time, I just, okay, well, God will give it to me later. And every time I went in prayer and I asked God, Nothing, 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 nothing. I mean, months went by, nothing, nothing, nothing. And uh, I told Pastor Steve I was getting a little nervous because God normally doesn't, you know, prolong, and he normally gives me something. And one day, uh, if you don't know, I am, I'm part-time youth pastor here, but my full-time job is director of maintenance and grounds at the IPHC headquarters. And um, so one day I was out, and I was de-weeding some flower beds. Any of you ever done that? Okay, well, we're, we've got a bunch of flower beds that have to de-weed, not just a few. And so I was out, and I was doing that, and I found a bush that had a vine that grew up all over the top of the bush. And the bush was about half dead. And I went, and I started pulling the vine off, and I was kind of mad because if the bush dies, I've got to replace the bush and dig it up and haul it off and bring in a new one and nurture it and nature it, whatever, all that stuff. So I didn't want the bush to die, so I started ripping the vine off. And I, just, I was just kind of talking to myself, and I just said, I hate parasites. They just take and take and take, and they never give. They end up killing the thing that gives them life. And God just kind of hit me. He said, that's what you do. That's what we as Christians do. We take and take and take and take until it kills us. I want you to look at this sermon as I'm preaching it. I want you to see it two ways. I want you to see, number one, that if you're not careful, you'll become a parasite to this church. That you'll come in every Sunday morning, and you'll take and you'll receive, but you'll give nothing back. And what will end up happening is if we get enough parasites that are in here and they're only taken and they're not given, it will kill this church. This church plant that's three years old will disintegrate if it gets enough parasites in it. I'm sorry, did I mean to tell you? I, I forgot to tell you to prepare with steel-toed boots this morning because I'm going to step on your toes that's what, I, that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to offend you a little bit, get you motivated, change your mindset a little. But I want you to also look at this, that not only might you be a parasite to this church, but in your personal relationship with Christ, are you a parasite? Do you only take the blessing from God? Do you only take the provision that he gives you all the good things and all the promises in the Bible. Do you only take those things and you never give anything back to him? And that's what I want you to think about when, when I'm preaching this message. I want you to see it both ways, a parasite to this church and a parasite to God. I think we have to be very careful because the older you get in your Christian walk, the easier it is to just become a parasite, to just settle and start taking and quit giving back. It's very easy. And so I don't want us to be parasites. So my question to you this morning is, how do we go from being passionate and productive followers of Christ to becoming a parasite? Because listen, I don't know anybody that gets saved and becomes a parasite at the same time. 
You think about it. When you got saved, what happened? You were passionate. You were excited. You were giving all to God. You were giving him your time. You were spending time in prayer. You were doing all kinds of things for God. You were giving, giving, giving to God. And as your relationship with God progresses and progresses and progresses, you quit giving as much and you start taking more. And so I want to talk to you about how we become a parasite. So I've got five points this morning, but don't get scared because I'm going to go through them quickly. So you got you to gotta strap in so that you can catch them all, okay? So I think the first way that you become a parasite is that you quit being thankful and you become demanding. You see that the, the Eli's sons, they quit being thankful for the meat that God was giving them, that God was providing meat for their family. He was, he was giving provision for them, and they quit being thankful for it. And I can tell you what, how I know that because they started demanding it. They started going to people, and the last verse I read said that if you don't give it to me, I'm going to take it by force. They started demanding things. And that's, when you, that's the first sign that you're becoming a parasite is when you quit being thankful. That's exactly what we do. We quit being thankful for the things that God's given us and the things that God does in our life. We used to be so thankful and grateful for everything. We were thankful that we were able to even come to church. You understand that if you have a small worldview that in other countries they can't even do what you're doing right now. But we take it for granted and we quit being thankful. And we start demanding that the church doors be open so that you can come and receive. You're not going to give anything back. You're just going to come and receive. You start demanding things in the church. You start demanding things from God. You're no longer thankful that he allows you to even wake up in the morning. Your heart beating. We ought to be thankful for God. But we start demanding things. We start demanding things from God. We demand that he do things in our life. We quit being thankful for the things that he is doing and the things that he has done. We start demanding him. We treat him like uh, Santa Claus sometimes. We demand things. We write a list, say, all right, this month, A, B, C, and D. And, and if you don't mind, if you could hurry, God, that'd help me out. We demand God. We demand things from our church. And the moment that we quit being thankful and we start demanding, you have become a parasite. I think the second thing that makes you a parasite is that you quit expecting and you become entitled. You see that Eli's sons, the, reasons that they, the reason that they started demanding the meat is because they felt like they were entitled, like that they deserved the meat. How many of you know that we feel entitled? We feel entitled. And we used to expect things from God, but now, now we demand them because we're entitled to them. God, don't you see me? Don't you see how I'm living? Don't you see what I've given up for you? I'm entitled to this. Are you? Are you really? On our best day, we don't even deserve for God to look in our direction. But we get to the point where we're feeling entitled. We used to come to church and we used to expect God to do something. We used to come in saying, oh, God, I expect that you're going to do something. And now we come in and we say, oh, God, better show up. 
If I'm taking time out of my busy schedule, if I'm taking time where I could be sleeping in on a Sunday, it's my weekend, it's my off day, and I'm coming to church, God, you better show up. Now, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that's exactly what we do because we're entitled to it. As a youth pastor, I've, I've started looking and I pay attention to young people all the time. And how many of you parents know that these younger teenagers coming up, they have a spirit of entitlement to them, that they deserve it, they, 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 they demand it, they're entitled to it. When they turn 16, they expect a brand new car. See, and, 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 and the older generation had to work up. Okay, when I turned 16, I got a car given to me. It was not brand new. It was a 1968 Chevrolet pickup. It was primer gray, and you had to open up, the, open up the hood, and you had to take a line and touch it to the positive post on the battery, and that's how it started. I didn't feel entitled to anything, but people nowadays feel entitled. And why do young people... Where did they get the spirit of entitlement? From the parents, from us older generation. We feel entitled and we pass down to the kids, down to the younger people, this entitlement. And I see it plaguing the church. People feel entitled to things. Pastors, come on, let me just get right, right in the middle of me and Pastor Steve. Pastors feel entitled. That's why they use their company business card for things that aren't company things. That's why pastors steal. That's why people steal money, because of entitlement. I deserve this. Well, I'm telling you, you don't deserve squat with God. It doesn't matter how many religious push-ups. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how good you are or how much you keep yourself out of sin. You don't deserve anything. You're not entitled to anything. I'm preaching real good right now as Pastor Steve would say. But we quit expecting and we become entitled. We've got to get back to where we're expecting. Don't be a parasite. The third way that you become a parasite, are you ready? You quit serving and you become served. You see that Eli's sons, the start of that scripture says that the servants used to have the three-pronged fork and shove it into the kettle and bring out the meat. You see, Eli's sons were supposed to be the servants. They were supposed to be serving the people. They were supposed to be the ones that are helping the people bring the sacrifice, tie it down, and make their sacrifice. They were the servants. And they become a parasite when they quit serving the people, and they made the people serve them. We quit serving God, and we make him serve us. Let me put it this way. You quit using your gifts and your talents. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're called to do. God has placed on the inside of you some giftings and some talents, things that you're good at, things that you enjoy to do. Those are your gifts. Those are your talents. And you become a parasite when you quit using those things. When you got saved, God put things on the inside of you, and you were serving. You were doing things for Jesus, but then life got busy, right? We all have busy lives. God, I don't have time anymore to serve. 
I don't have time to serve at the local church. I don't have time to serve at Passion Church. And I sure, God, don't ask me to serve you Monday through Friday. Because we quit serving and we expect to be served. And that's not right. You quit using your gifting. See, we have time for what we want to do. Trey, if me and you want to go play football, what are we going to do? We're going to go play us some football this afternoon probably because we're going to make time for what we want to do. So there's this no time. I hear it all the time. Well, see, I would serve God, but I just don't have the time to do it. Really? Really? The truth is this. You'll never have time. Time's not just going to pop up and you can say, oh, look, I get to do something for Jesus today. No, you've got to make time. It's got to become a top priority in your life. Now, let me just take it onto the God side of it, the church side. You need to be serving here. Can I say that? You need to be doing something at Passion Church. If you're just coming and receiving and leaving and that's it, you are a parasite to a T. You need to be serving here. Somewhere, some way, some form, we got two services. Serve one, work one. That's what you're supposed to be doing. But let me take it a little personal in your relationship with God. I've been, I've been, I've been preaching my heart out for about five weeks on Wednesday in a sermon series called Dare to Share. And I took it out of Greg Steer. Greg Steer is a man that started a ministry called Dare to Share. And I've been preaching to the teenagers and to the young people that are coming about evangelism, about ministering, about reaching out to people. And that fits right here, serving God. How many of you know that you weren't just saved for your benefit? You were saved for other people's benefits, for their benefit, to change them, to make a difference in other people's lives. But see, what we do is we go to Walmart, we go to 7-Eleven, we go to Brahms to get our ice cream, and we don't pay one iota who's there. We don't look at them. We don't see that they're hurting. We don't see that we come across tons and tons of people every day that need Jesus. You know, I relate it to, I relate it on Wednesdays, and I tell them, how, 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 how cruel would it be for you to have the cure to cancer? And I tell anybody. How cruel, if, do, how cruel do you have to be? To know that you had the answer to cure a, a crazy, probably the worst disease that we, th- we, that we can think of. And to walk into a hospital, where every, a cancer treatment center, and to walk right in there and we don't tell anybody about the cure. And that's crazy to us. We got the cure to life. We have the, we have the power of life. And we walk by people all day that need it. And we don't tell it. Can I make it real practical? I asked the teenagers a question. I said, how bad do you have to hate somebody to not tell them about Christ. Come on. That's putting it as plain as I can put it. We get saved and God changes our life and we go about our business because it's not my gifting, right? That's for the evangel- evangelist. That's his job. That's for the pastor. That's his job. Oh, really? Because I think that God called us all to be witnesses, I believe that he's called us all to make a difference into somebody's life, to go out and to change somebody's life. That's what I believe, and I think that that's what the Bible says. And so, but what we do is we, we, when we first got saved, we told people about Jesus because we were excited about it. But as we became a parasite, 
And as we got comfortable, we quit serving God and we let just God serve us. We're served. God, you serve me. You give for me. I'm not giving you anything. That's good stuff. We got to start serving. This world isn't getting any better. Do you know that? The truth is, is that the, the, the Muslims are growing their church faster than we're growing ours. They're the fastest growing religion in the world. And you know why? Because they have passionate followers. Passionate followers. And we've been in this so long, we're just stagnant. We're just parasites. And we're killing it. We're killing our church and Christianity all together. You've got to start serving. You've got to start doing something. You've got to get motivated in your walk with God so that you do something. If you got it, shake your head like this so I know I can go on. Are you good? That's good stuff. The fourth thing that I believe makes you a parasite is that you quit moving and you become stagnated. You see, we go from a journey mentality that we're on a journey to an arrived mentality. We believe that we're arrived. We believe that I'm here, that, I, that I've accomplished something. And the truth is this, you're on a journey until the day that you die. You should be go- getting better and better and better and better. You should be transformed, what the Bible says, from glory to glory to glory. I think that if, if God would have said that, he would have said, from glory to glory to glory. Because that's what he wants. It's not just from glory to glory to glory. That's how we read it. From glory to glory to glory. I've used this analogy for as long as I can remember, but it makes the most sense to me. If you're riding a bicycle with no brakes up a steep hill and you quit pedaling, what happens? Right back down. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can change. You're going backwards. And you see, what we do as Christians... We think we're making progress, but on Sunday, God does something in our life, and the pastor preaches something, and it changes us, and we take two steps forward. But on Monday, we take a half step backwards, and on Tuesday, we take another half step backwards, and then on Wednesday, we take another half step forward. And then on Thursday, God does something. We listen to some TVN or some Christian talk radio, we take a half a step forward. And then on Friday, we take a whole step backwards, and on Saturday, we take a whole step backwards. We take two steps forward and four backwards. That's not progress. That's not moving. That's stagnation. That's, 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 that's going backwards, and that's exactly what we do. That's how we live our Christian walk, is we take baby steps in God and giant steps in ourselves. You're just stagnated. The truth be told is there's a bunch of churches that are the Dead Sea. They're the Dead Sea. They got tons of stuff pouring into it. They've got money pouring into it. They got people pouring into it. They got gifts and talents being poured into it. But there's nothing coming out of it. And it's stagnated. And it stinks. And it's wretched. And nobody likes it. And that's what we become when we're parasites. When we quit moving and we're just stagnated, we will do nothing for God. God will not use this church. And this church will end up shutting its doors. You've got to move. You've got to be on a journey. You've got to have the mentality that I'm going forward and I'm putting one foot in front of the other and I'm, cl- and I'm riding up the hill and I'm going to keep pedaling no matter how hard it gets and no matter how tough it seems, I'm going to keep 
moving. The truth is we got a bunch of weak Christians. A bunch of flaky, surface-level Christians. That's all we've got. And it's time that we go deeper so that we can move when God says to move. We need to be following after him. See, what we do in our walk is that we become satisfied. That's the reason that we quit moving. The reason that we stagnate is because we become satisfied. We think that we've arrived because we've become satisfied with everything that God's given up to this point. But you got to realize that there's more. I talked, I preached on Wednesday night about a big God. Our God is big. Do you understand that? He is, he can do greater things than you can think or imagine. That's what Ephesians says. He is a big, big God. No matter how much you have of him, there's always more. Don't be satisfied. I pray that God would give us a healthy unsatisfaction that makes us crave more, that makes us want more, that makes us want to go deeper and deeper and deeper. No matter how close we get to him, we want to be closer. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what keeps you from being a parasite is moving towards God and getting closer to him. The fifth way that we become a parasite is that we quit trusting God and we become self-sufficient. You see, Eli's sons, they quit trusting that God would provide for them. They quit trusting that God was going to give them enough meat and enough to survive and enough to make a living and enough to move forward. They quit trusting God in that, and so they took matters into their own hands. And they started taking the meat. They started demanding it. They started, they started, they quit trusting God and, and, they, and they become self-sufficient. And that's what we do. We take matters into our own hands. See, this is the real truth. This is what we do. We go to God and say, Lord Jesus, we're in our prayer closet, right? We go in, we shut the door. We say, dear God, please give me this and this and help me in this area and this area. Amen. All right, God, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it myself. And we go and we make things happen. Come on, let me put it real practical. What we do is we need more money, and so we take a job that God didn't give. We're not patient enough to wait on God to provide something that we become self-sufficient, and we go get a job that, that ruins us. It causes us to lose our Christianity. It causes us to lose our kids. It causes us to lose our life. It causes everything. But you got more money, right? You're self-sufficient. You're not patient. You no longer trust God to provide things for you. You become a parasite when you're self-sufficient. You start doing things your own way. You start handling things the way you think they ought to be handled. Quit wor- we quit worrying about God's timing and we only worried about my timing. I need a new car. I need a new house. I need you fill in the blank. And when God doesn't provide it in our time frame, we go get it. And we don't care what it costs us. We don't care what it hurts or who it hurts, and we go get what we want. We're self-sufficient. We take matters into our own hands. Mike, will you come play just a little bit? What really is the truth is that we're a parasite when we have no faith and no patience. We don't believe God for anything. 
we don't trust God for anything. We don't have faith that God's going to do something in our life, that he's going to change us, that he's going to help us. We have no patience. Even if we believe that God can, we're not willing to wait on him. Stand with me this morning. I talked a little bit about it in the beginning, but you don't become a parasite overnight. It's a gradual process. It's, a, being a parasite isn't something that new believers normally struggle with. It's us old timers. The people that have been serving in the faith for decades, multiple decades, years. We've been serving God for a long time. And rather than being passionate and productive followers of God, we become parasites. We've sat in the church long enough that we know what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. And we do it, and we quit trusting God. We quit allowing him to move, and we become parasites. And what ends up happening is it ends up destroying our life because it takes out our whole relationship with God. But secondly, it ends up destroying the church that we're in because the parasites suck out so much that it kills the very thing that was giving them life. We can't be that. Do you hear me this morning? We cannot be that. Lord Jesus, this morning, God, we have to have your help. God, without you, we will become a parasite. All we'll do is take and take and take, and we won't give anything. God, forgive us this morning corporately. Forgive us for being a parasite. God, forgive us for not being thankful and for demanding. God, forgive us for not expecting you to move. And we've become entitled to things. God, forgive us for being a parasite. God, forgive us for no longer serving you, but just making you serve us. God, forgive us for our lack of faith. in you. God, forgive us for be, being self-sufficient. God, you change us. You help us. Take us back to our roots where we were passionate, where we were following after you with our whole hearts, where we didn't care about anything else but you. God, take us back to that place. In the mighty name of Jesus. With every head bowed, I want to take this opportunity. Maybe you're not a parasite. Maybe you don't even know the Lord. You'd have these same characteristics. You wouldn't serve anybody. You'd only be served. 
you wouldn't be thankful. You'd be demanding of everything that you had. And we want to take this opportunity with nobody looking around, just the prayer team and some of the leaders so that we'll know who it is. I'm not, I don't want to embarrass you. But if you came in this morning and you, didn't ha- you don't have a relationship with God, that you don't even know him, but you want to. You came to the right place. Maybe you've become a parasite to such a demeanor that you no longer have a relationship with God. Maybe that's you this morning. And if that's you, God wants to change that today. So if there's anybody in the house that, as we say, wants to make a move towards God. Once you, you may have once served him, but you're no longer serving him. Maybe you've never served him before. But if that's you this morning, I just want to want you to raise your hands. I see your hand. Anybody else in the house? I want to give you the opportunity to accept Christ as your Savior. Anybody else in the house? Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for the one person that raised their hand. God, I ask this morning, we ask this morning that they would have an encounter with you, God. Not just simply say a prayer. Not just simply repeat a prayer, God, but that they would, they would have a full encounter with you, God. A life-changing, a life-transforming encounter with you, God. God, the heavens rejoice when one person gets saved, God. We rejoice today in the fact that you're calling one of your, one of your, one of your sons back to you. God, you're rejoicing. You're throwing a party. God, make a lifelong connection to that person this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, I just want to encourage you before we're dismissed. You know how you, if you reverse these things, that's how you keep from being a parasite. If you stay thankful, if you stay where you're expecting God to do something every, t- every day, if you, if you stay where you're serving God, and if you keep moving, and if you keep your faith in God where you're trusting him in every way, those things are how you keep from being a parasite. So maybe you're not a parasite this morning, but don't ever become a parasite. It's not a fun way to live because eventually what very thing is giving you life will die will no longer have life and you yourself will die so I want to encourage you this morning we don't have to be a parasite the truth is is that a lot of people become a parasite but we do it by our own choice and so we have to keep moving and we have to have our faith in God and all of these things so that we're not a parasite I love you I bless you fellowship love on somebody as you're leaving this morning it's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry To find more Passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion. 